0: Hey, hey, hey. It's me. Welcome back to Christian Mom on Sunset. I'm so glad you decided to hop on in and join me. And today I'm going to talk about making the big decisions of motherhood. Um from deciding to go back to work or not, from Um, breastfeeding or bottle feeding or doing a combination of both and navigating all of those things as a new mama. So join me as we talk a little bit about the decisions we have to make and how we can trust God in making those decisions. Let's get to it. So as I said, we are going to talk a little bit about making some of the big decisions of motherhood. And I'll talk a little bit about my process and how I kind of made my decisions, but I'm also going to just talk about some big decisions we have to make. So the, the number one decision you have to make is, are you going to have a baby? Obviously, um, And I will tell you right now, if you are thinking about it and teetering and you're not sure and you're newly married, or maybe you've been married for like two years and you're thinking about it, but you're not sure, I'm going to tell you one or two things. First, there's never a good time to have a baby. There's never a perfect time to have a baby. There are times that are more ideal than others, um, but there's never a perfect time. So, in an ideal world, we, my husband and I, would have waited till we moved into this beautiful house um, before we had Mia, but we didn't. um, At the time that we had her, we lived in it. We moved from an apartment to an apartment, and we. <clears throat> I mean, beside from that, aside from that, it was fine. Like we both have good jobs and. Um all that stuff. But you know, that the decision to have a baby is like a really personal decision. And I want to say that you shouldn't make the decision on your own. I'm all for every woman doing what you feel is right. I will say as the carriers of the baby, it is a little more our decision if we're not ready to not, because we have to actually birth this baby. <clears throat> but, um, I wouldn't have a baby just because your husband or if you're dating someone wants one. Like, have one because you guys have both come to the decision together. And that's kind of an easy decision to make. There is no turning back. I don't know about you guys, but with my decision-making processes, whenever I make a decision, if I feel excited after making that decision, I know it was the right one if I feel nervous or scared after making that decision, I know it was wrong. And it's taken me years to kind of differentiate and kind of figure out my instincts, um, and trusting my instincts and learning what feels good and what doesn't. And I haven't always been able to do that. And I'll talk a little bit about that when it came to some of the bigger decisions I made with Mia. So The next thing you're going to have to decide is what kind of birth you want to have. And I know that this isn't a birthing podcast, but labor, delivery, childbirth, motherhood, mothers, mental health, and all these things are things I'm passionate about. So I'm going to talk a little bit about, about that. Um, So when it comes to your birth plan. So if you don't know, you probably should have a birth plan before you give birth. You probably should sit down and listen to some birth stories or read some birth stories or birth books and make an informed decision about your labor and delivery process. A lot of first time moms, including myself, just go to the hospital because that's what they know. Um, If you're like me, my GYN, was an OBGYN. So I just stayed with the same practice and went ahead and gave birth at a hospital. But throughout my last pregnancy, I got really informed about natural childbirth, home birth, birth center births. And I'm still very interested and passionate about it. I'm just navigating that best decision right now with baby number two. So I will say Do your research because if you do not prepare for labor, if you just say, I'm going to go in and wing it, it's going to be really hard and you're not going to know what you're doing. Um, When I went into labor, I wasn't sure if I was in labor or not. Um, I had to ask my Facebook mom group is, hey, I think this is labor. And then they were able to tell me, "Uh, yeah, honey, you're you're in labor. So definitely get informed it is the biggest decision you're going to make regarding parenting. And it's like your first really big decision you're going to make because you're determining your health care as well as your baby's health care as soon as they are born. So um, there's nothing wrong with going natural and there's nothing wrong with getting an epidural or having a medicated birth. And there's nothing wrong with having a Um, C-section. I know some women... I felt shame because they wanted to go natural and they ended up with a cesarean or they wanted to go natural and had an epidural or they just got an epidural because they didn't know any better and now they wish they had known about natural birth and kind of prepared for that. Whatever birth experience you have, you're still going to have your baby and all that matters is you're healthy and that they're healthy. But I do know the impact of how your birth goes, how it can affect you after having a baby. So if you are pregnant and if you are planning a birth, just look into that. If this isn't your first rodeo, you probably know all of these things. Um, but I did want to put that out there. So for me, um, I did actually with my first pregnancy, I haven't really done much now, did a lot of research on childbirth. Um, I actually kind of, I was terrified. I'm not going to lie. When I was pregnant with Mia, I remember being so scared. And, um, thinking, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I'm so afraid of the pain and all of these other things. And honestly, it was because I wasn't, I didn't know what was going to happen and the fear of, I think that the thing is when you don't know, um, something, it, it does really make you more afraid. So always become informed about whatever is happening with you, your body and your baby, um etc. Et and you'll be fine. As I I listened to um a podcast called The Birth Hour which really helped me hear stories from all ends of the spectrum from um emergency C-section to natural water birth to having a a natural hospital birth to having a medicated birth at a hospital and like everyone's experiences and hearing people have positive experiences No matter what the situation was, was really good. So that's something. And um, yeah, I talked about my birth story with Mia. So you can go back and listen to that episode. So the next, so now big decisions to make in parenting. The first big decision you're going to make. Well, there's two. Is one which vaccines are you going to allow your child to have or are you just gonna give them them all and say whatever and that's I'm not gonna get into the vaccine debate especially in the middle of a pandemic I'm gonna say that Mia was vaccinated and is vaccinated there are some vaccinations that I um delayed or spread out that she got much later um after research and just for my comfort level, but she is vaccinated. Um, and if you do your research, you can kind of see what you're comfortable with, but the biggest decision after birth is how you're going to feed your baby. And sometimes you don't get to decide, but if you want to prepare for a specific kind of feeding, i.e. breastfeeding or bottle feeding, um, it's a good idea. So, how do you determine if you're just going to give your kid formula if you're going to breastfeed? Um, most moms that I know tried breastfeeding um, at some point. For some moms, it was easy. For other moms, it was a challenge. For me, it was an easy challenge. Um, I did not want to give me a formula for a number of reasons. One, I knew that breast milk is, has so many antibodies. Um, I wanted that bonding experience. I, I thought it was like a beautiful, great bonding experience, and you know, I felt like this is what my body was made to do. In the beginning, it was hard, but I kind of was a natural. I, um. I kind of figured it out, and I—I mean, there are some things I could have done to help my, um, production, my milk production, and I think that's kind of what ended up with me supplementing. I didn't give her a bottle for like a month. Um, I just breastfed her because even if bottles are, even if bottles are trying their best to be like nipple similar, um, they end up being easier for babies to feed. So if your baby's having a hard time with breastfeeding, this is just my personal opinion. I think you're hurting yourself to give your baby a bottle unless you're at like your wits end and you're making this decision that I'm going to be okay pumping and bottle feeding, or I'm going to be okay to continue to try to breastfeed. And if it fails, bottle feed. Um, because nursing for your baby is actually a lot more work than drinking a bottle. And if you think about it, it's a lot more work for you as a mom and for the baby to breastfeed. Um, it's a lot easier to, make a bottle. And I know this cause I've done both with Mia. Um, and I'll say that Mia was breastfed until she was like, like 19 months. I'm not going to lie. She literally stopped like maybe a month or two ago. And I honestly just had to stop her because I knew I needed a break between babies and being pregnant, like everything is really sensitive. So it was just so super painful to keep breastfeeding her. Um, and the way I did that was it wasn't like I'm not making milk. I pumped for her for a long time, pretty much until she was a year old. I pumped for her and she took a bottle, but I never pumped enough. So I did supplement with formula. And when I was with her, I didn't pump at all. I just breastfed because I hate pumping. Um, now I'm thinking I would rather have oversupply than undersupply because I remember working really hard to produce milk with Mia. So I'm going to work really hard to, from the beginning, make more milk because I think that'll just allow me to have a good freezer stash for eventually when I do leave the kids with their dad to go get my nails done or hair done or I guess I don't need a huge freezer stash if I'm not. Going back to work, but I could donate milk. Like, I'm I don't know, I'm free and flowing anyway. Ha, free flowing breast milk. Uh, ah, ha, ha. so then, yes, but so when it comes to that decision, just like I talked in my labor burn delivery story, how heartbroken I was about getting an epidural and like literally felt so guilty. And I felt so guilty for giving me a bottle in the end it ended up working really nicely. And if you cannot breastfeed or decided not to breastfeed because you didn't like it or that just wasn't the right decision for you, you are you don't don't have to feel guilty about it. Your baby is fed and happy and healthy. That's all that matters. Especially when it's circumstances out of your control and most of the time it is. If you are struggling with postpartum or you need to get on and you need to get on antidepressants and you can't breastfeed, It's better for you to be happy and healthy, and I've learned that, and it's going to be hard for new moms to realize this, because it took me a long time, is it's better for you, and maybe it won't, I'm just stubborn, it's better for you to be happy and healthy because you're going to mother so much better, and so for me to leave Mia with her dad for four hours to go get my hair done, I felt like I was the worst mom in the world. But after leaving that salon and just having a moment where I didn't have to pump, I didn't have to, well, actually I did have to pump, but I didn't have to like feed the baby, change the baby. I could like close my eyes for a minute if I wanted to. Um, I could feel good. Like after you have a baby, you kind of, I was roughing it like hair's crazy, clothes are crazy. So to take a minute to get my hair done, cause whatever my hair is done, I feel the best. That is my thing. I don't care about makeup. I want to get into it. But if my hair is, is good, then I feel good. If my hair is not good, then on some level, I don't feel at my best. So after my hair is done, I've, I've driven in the car by myself, listening to my old music and everything. I come back and I'm excited to see my baby. I miss my baby. I'm excited to see my husband and I just feel rejuvenated. And yeah, so I don't know where that was going, but Just being... You feeling good is going to help you mother best. Um... Some of the other big decisions we had to make, and I'm telling you about these decisions because my decisions have kind of been all over the place. I wanted a natural birth and I was natural for 24 hours, but then I ended up getting an epidural and then I wanted to breastfeed and I did breastfeed, but then I had to supplement with formula. And then I, so in my heart of hearts, as you all know, I wanted to be a stay at home mom with Mia, but it wasn't the option at the time and it wasn't the right option. And I can see that because now it's allowing me to have that option with with me and with our son this time around, but, um, the decision to go back to work is personal. Your husband has to be a part of that conversation because of finances. Um, obviously that, but aside from that, it is probably the hardest thing you're going to ever do in your life. I told, and I told Ethan that this was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And thinking about having another baby and doing that again sends me into a full on panic attack. Like it is, it was the hardest, most heartbreaking thing I've ever done. However, I'm a super feely, emotional person. I, um, probably talked about this before, but I was a nanny. So I saw what it was like for the mom to get up and leave their baby for the first day going back to work. Um, I saw her tears and I sent her pictures and videos and, um, but her FaceTime and I knew how scared she was. Cause, cause you don't think anyone can provide for your baby like you can. And honestly, that's the truth. No one is going to provide for your baby like you, but they're going to do a great job while you're gone. Let me just say that. Um, obviously So when I went back, I wanted Mia to have a nanny and we had a nanny that worked out great. Um, we had, we ended up losing her because she moved farther, like too far of a commute and she didn't, she honestly didn't have a car, but she was the best nanny for Mia. And she was with Mia until Mia was, um, 10 months old. So I, she was with her for five months and, or six months, um, Um, and it was the best decision for me because I knew that all, all our nanny did was take care of me as things. She cleaned the apartment. And really focused on Mia, and I saw how sweet she was with Mia, and I saw her day in and day out, and I got to build a great relationship with her. And so, deciding where you're going to place your child for childcare is really important. If you can have family, it's always going to feel like the best option, unless it doesn't. For me, I had a nanny three days a week, and my and Mia still like goes to her grandmother, my, my grandmother, twice a week. Because my mom's actually kind of young, so she's still working. Um, So, making that decision, you're going to know what feels right. And you're going to know when the person's right. I interviewed um, other people to Nanny Mia. And I will tell you. I know, I know Julia was meant to be his nanny for those months, and she became a good friend, and we still talk to this day, and, um, she is really passionate about kids and child development, and she wants to teach eventually. Our nanny is from Columbia, um, and I don't know, I just really loved her. I still really love her. She's really great. Um, so... saying all this to say, like, where you place your kid, you're going to feel good with. If you feel more comfortable leaving them in a childcare facility or a school, like, um, I don't want to say, I don't know if I've said where my husband works. I don't want to say where he works, um, but you'll know. And like, so I'm at the point, so when we lost our nanny, we had a family friend who watched, um, family member's kids. So, I have family, and like some of their kids had gone to um, this woman that I really love, and she was really great. And so, we placed Mia there. And I'm gonna tell you, it was hard because I knew this wasn't a nanny that was just going to go off of my schedule and Mia's schedule. This was someone who had a schedule, and Mia was gonna have to adjust to that. And that was hard for me, but Mia thrived, Mia learned, Mia grew, Mia loved her, still loves her. Things are so different with quarantine. And everything going with COVID, that I don't know what's gonna happen in the future. Um, but it is picking who your kids stay with, it's like the, a bait decision, and it's always going to be hard. But just remember that God gave you your children, God paired you together. I always think that God paired me and Nia. Um, she was meant to be my daughter and I was meant to be her mother because nobody else could be her mother like I could. And that's the truth. Um, Nobody else is going to, to think is going to parent like you are. And you were meant to be your baby's mom and wherever you place them. Mia loved seeing Julie, but she loved mama more. Like, you know what I mean? So it's all about, um, it's not like she would cry when she had to come to me. And she's done that before when I picked her up from her grandparents when she didn't want to like go, but I, it was fine. I was like, stop. Um, and that was like when she was older. Now that she can like tell me what she wants to do. It's so funny. Having a two-year-old is a lot of fun, but also a lot of work. Um, so I'm just gonna tell you, it's so funny to see her get really excited if I say we're going to Nana's house or when we're leaving. She's like, Bye Nana and just walks to the car. It's so funny when to watch your kid become like a little person. Um, um yeah, but anyway. So, big decisions. Trust your gut and the rest will be fine. I can tell you that. Um, Oh no, I have to fix something on this thing I'm working on. So, all I have to tell you is, as a mama... You're going to make big decisions from when to get pregnant to what car seat to pick out. And some decisions are bigger than others. When do you start feeding baby food? So this is just something interesting. I am, like I've said in episode one, a crunchy mom with some, just had some silky things thrown in her. So I was breastfeeding, but I supplemented with formula. I wanted a natural birth, but I got an epidural, but... With Mia, I made her baby food at first. And then we just did baby-led weaning. And I then bought organic baby pouches um, from there. And I honestly never bought jars of food. I just felt like the pouches were just so much more convenient to have in your purse. And whoever invented them is a genius because, like, on the go... It's so much easy. It's so much easier to throw it in your purse and know like you have a little snack. Like throw that and like some, you know, Cheerios in your purse and, and like you're good to go. I did baby led weaning though, which is basically you aren't really doing baby food. Like I said, I supplemented with baby food. You're doing like I would. I would bake sweet potatoes and like feed her those. And then I would feed her avocado mixed with breast milk. And like, she would try that. And then I would give her like, it's basically you're giving your baby real food. You're not like doing the baby food kind of stage. So I did a lot of that um but again I supplemented with like I pureed my own chicken and let me tell you that was disgusting mia hated it and i was like this texture is disgusting you do not need chicken the other thing i did was i introduced her to all of the nuts early so that it would help her not develop a nut allergy i will tell you i was terrified like shaking giving her like nuts, peanuts for the first time literally shaking Um, cause I was like, if she's allergic to this or if something happens, what am I going to do? But luckily when they're that little, it's very unlikely for them to have such a strong, like a, like a serious reaction. They might break out or something. And then even if Mia broke out, I probably would have continued to give it to her to see if she would build up a tolerance for it. I'm not going to lie to you. So, um, yeah, I just thought that I would mention that the decision to give my kid allergens early so far, she doesn't have any allergies. Um, she's two, but like, she's never had a problem with milk, eggs, cheese, or nuts or hummus, I don't know why I was scared to give her hummus, I think because my friend told me about a little boy she babysat, and he was allergic to hummus, and I was like, hummus, I never thought about chickpeas, but she was fine with hummus, because hummus is a, is another, like, easy, good little protein food to, like, give your babies, and it's something that if you buy, like, the little individuals, you can put on your purse if you're gonna give it to them, and, like, be on the go, um, yeah, so I feel like with all of the decisions you make in life and with parenting, the biggest thing is to be informed and then just trust your gut. Do what feels good in lot of its trial and error. I will tell you when Mia was first born, I was cutting her nails because, you know, she I didn't. First of all, I did not like mittens. My baby was born in July, so it was warm, and I felt like it was stupid to have these mittens on her, Um, but she was, like, scratching herself, so I tried to cut her nails, and I went too far, and she started bleeding and screaming bloody murder, and I cried every time I looked at her for three days, and since then, I never cut her nails again to this day. Okay, that's a lie. I cut her toenails the other day (laughs) because they were outrageous, but but like until like much later, I haven't even really cut her fingernails. I I don't, I can't do that. So like that was trial and error. If you were somebody, I've seen moms who like their kids sit still and they can cut their kids' nails and I'm amazed. That's not what my kids do. Um, honestly, me and my mom friend, like, if we need to take a nail off, we'll, like, bite it off. I know it sounds disgusting, and it is, but parenthood's disgusting. Like, you're picking boogers all the time. If you can't handle picking boogers, you can't handle motherhood. Um, so, yeah, I just thought I would share that with you. But, yeah, so in terms of the life decisions, um, it's important to... I just saw something that I really wanted to read with you guys, but I don't know where it went. I think it's right here. Um, Well, I don't really know what I was about to share with you guys. But I do want to say that when it comes to parenting, God placed your children with you. And you're going to make the decisions that are best for your family and trust yourself. You'll know when it feels good and you'll know when something feels bad. I would also say like, be prepared to have a support person during your kids first, what your one-year-old doctor's appointment and like, I think like his second or third appointment Mia had to get blood drawn from her foot. And thank God my husband was there because I was not okay. I was not okay, um, and that's normal. And like, there's been times where I've almost wanted to like knock a doctor out, and I'm like, okay, sit down. They're doing what they're doing to your kid is for their benefit, but it hurts. But yes, that's the episode making decisions, um, and even like making the bigger decisions. Pray about it and like trust your instincts. Really start listening to your instincts and start when you make a decision try to acknowledge how you feel about that decision after it's been made and i've done that like for years i've learned instinctually and i've known like from the minute i make a decision whether it was a good one or a bad one so and there's a difference between being like a little bit nervous because something is new and scary and just knowing it's the wrong decision so I hope that this episode has been helpful for you as you make some of your decisions in parenthood from breastfeeding, bottle feeding, baby led weaning. Um, I'm somebody who and I'm going to tell you from the beginning, not from the beginning, for three months I didn't baby wear. And then at three months I started baby wearing and it was life changing. So like if you get one of those wraps, like a Moby wrap or Um. I had, like, I don't remember what mine was called, but I need another one for our son because I have a pink one, and I just want, like, a black one, and I kind of want, like, a camo one for him, but um, baby wearing will change your life. Your baby will be snuggled up next to you, and you could be doing dishes and vacuuming, and it kind of gives you a free hand to, like, start dinner, and having a toddler is going to be life-changing, and if you have two, you can put one in the swing and baby wear one and then switch them out. Like it's life changing, but that is all I have for today. Thank you guys for tuning in to Christian mom uncensored. I'll see you guys next time. Have a great week.